Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Find You Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Pinkham. The Find You Fitness Podcast, it's all about helping you find you within this health and fitness space. With there being so much information out there, good and bad, it can definitely be overwhelming. Hell, guys, I still get overwhelmed, and I've been in this space for almost 10 years now. It's crazy. But when I started, I crawled and I slashed my way through all of the BS out there to find answers on everything, on how to better myself with my diet and with my workouts. I tried things that didn't work, things that worked occasionally, and things that got me injured. But all of those experiences is what has put me in front of the microphone today because I want to show you how to pursue your goals without having to go through everything that I went through. I remember wishing that if I could just find a source of information that is unbiased, that's going to tell me how it is without trying to sell me something gimmicky or lead me down the wrong path. My goal is to be that source for you guys. And I'll be straight up with you each and every week. I don't know it all. I'm still learning and we should always be. If someone feels like they're done learning, I'd run away really fast. So today we're going to talk more about this whole diet thing. I've recorded a few episodes on this in the past, so go back and check those out when you're done listening to this one. Today I really want to emphasize the importance of not getting too overwhelmed by the dieting culture. Because I went through that phase, and looking back, I would have made so much more progress had I just had a source of information that was telling me straight up how I should view my nutrition and go about eating on a daily basis. And that's my aim here, to be that source for you all. So without any further ado, Enjoy this week's episode. Before we get too deep into the podcast today, I want to talk business with the Find You Fitness podcast just for a few minutes. So I'm currently working on a few designs for some t-shirts. Nothing super crazy, but a little something something just to get some clothing out there. And, And truthfully, you guys, I want to be very thorough with this. I want it to be not only a shirt that you guys buy to support the podcast and its message, but a shirt that's actually comfortable to wear in the long term, whether that be at the gym or just for casual wear or whatever. Several of my favorite shirts use this specific material that I like, so I'm looking to get some made just like it, and maybe with the podcasting logo on the front, or a little, and maybe a little something something on the back. I, I've got a few designs in mind I'm working with. I'm pretty excited about it and nervous about releasing these, but it, it should be pretty sweet. And as far as social media goes, so I've officially kicked off the Instagram and Facebook page. It, it only took me 46 episodes, <laughs> but it's out. So I, I really want to deliver quality content to you all there. And frankly, with you know me being in school 35 to 40 hours a week, and with my own training, and then prepping and releasing the podcast each, each week, it just hasn't been able to happen. But I've decided to commit to it more. So with that said, if you guys could all go give it a follow on both pages, the handle is at Find You Fitness Podcast. That would mean a lot to me. All right, let's hop on today's topic of dieting. This is obviously such a hot topic. Every every time I've recorded an episode on dieting or nutrition or calories, it becomes one of my most played episodes. It piques everyone's interest. I mean, everyone eats. Everyone at least cares maybe a little bit about their nutrition, uh, hopefully. And, and over the past few weeks, I've seen some posts on Instagram, and I've spoken to a few different friends about this topic today. And 
then I was like, you know what? I'm going to podcast it. Why not, right? So I think back to when I first started becoming even semi-aware of my nutrition. It probably wasn't until like several months into weight training that I realized that shit, you know, maybe my nutrition plays some sort of role in my weight training. At that time, all I cared about was just being stronger and having a six pack. I was really willing to do whatever it took within reason, of course. I'm not going to take any like steroids or anything, uh, but I was willing to do whatever it took to do that. So I asked around and I could never really get any specific answers on how to address it. It was always, yeah, you, you need to eat healthier. But in my head, I was like, okay, no shit. But like, how? What do I, what do I change? What, how do I change it? What do I do? And, and let me preface this with this, guys. I've always been skinny. Sorry, I don't have a fat to fit story for you. Uh, I was very much interested in how do I gain muscle and size and have that like front cover of the magazine type of body. Now, since then, my philosophy has changed a lot. But I've talked about that in previous episodes, and I will continue to talk about that. But staying on topic today, someone one day when I was asking and trying to figure more out about nutrition, uh, they had asked me if I had ever tried IIFYM, which is if it fits your macros. And I want to say it was my man, Ricky Jones from college. If you want some motivation, go follow that guy. He's a great guy. Uh, it's on Instagram at Ricky, R-I-K-I Jones Fitness. He's a good friend and he's a, he's a good guy. and He is jacked. If, if you don't know uh, much about I, or if it fits your macros, um, it, it basically means you can eat whatever you'd like as long as it fits your macros. And I've got a podcast about this. I, I think it's like episode 36. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute and let you guys know um, where I go into more detail about different diet types and kind of how to go about them and where I started and all that stuff. But anyways, so when I had heard about this diet, I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll look into it. Ricky's like big and strong. So if that's what he does and, you know, evidently it's working for him, let me see if it'll work for me. So the problem was, is I didn't know what a macro was <laughs> and what could fit within them. So I started digging and I would, I remembered, I would research for hours upon hours upon hours. I was, I was piecing the puzzle together little by little, all on my own. I remember searching for what is a macro versus a micro and, and trying to decipher between the two. <laughs> and, and when I found out what macros are, which, uh, which are proteins, fats, and carbs, if you don't know, now you know, I had to dive down that rabbit hole to see what it was all about. And then to figure out how much to eat of each macro was another rabbit hole. And I didn't understand what a macro was versus what a calorie was. It didn't make any sense, but everything I read made them seem like they were intertwined somehow. And the rabbit holes, they just never ended. And that's what I was saying, guys, in the intro. I'm, I'm trying to be that source of information for whomever needs it. I just, I have no skin in this game. I have no need to be biased towards a type of diet or a certain lifestyle. I'm going to tell you guys how I learned, how I learned about my diet and my nutrition and how it's brought me to where I am today. I'm going to tell you every little nitty gritty detail, everything I can think about. And I'm probably going to skip some things. And if you have a question about something, if uh, all you have to do is just shoot me a message and I'll definitely help clear it up for you. So that's the source of information I'm trying to be. I want you guys to, to understand that 
everything about nutrition because it's a really important concept to understand. It it's the fuel for your body, just like gas is the fuel for a car. It's a shame that it's normal to be completely clueless of how important nutrition it is for your overall health. And we have millions and millions and millions of people that live their entire lives without knowing the difference between a protein, fat, or a carb. It's mind-blowing to me. It really is. So the few episodes that I've recorded um, on literally how to decipher this all from absolute scratch, I just looked it up. If you're interested in those, it's episode 12, 16, and 36. And, and in those episodes, I, I get into every little nitty gritty detail about how to count calories and macros. What's the difference between the three? How, between the three, how much you should consume the, the whole nine yards if you're starting from scratch. So, cue those podcasts up and listen to them after this one. I feel like they're very valuable uh, to really anyone of any level um, as far as their knowledge goes in nutrition. But today. I want to move past that in a way. We're going to go more towards the opposite end of the spectrum because people can get very much caught up in every little detail of their nutrition. And I have a lot of thoughts that go through my mind on this topic specifically. So I'm, I'm really going to do my best to organize it all so it can make sense to you on what's going on in my brain here on this topic. So... Let's try this out. There's an Instagram post I saw a few weeks ago, and it honestly kind of struck me in a sour way. Although I know that when they posted this, it wasn't their intentions at all. And I'm actually, because I appreciated it in this really strange way that made me aggravated, I guess, uh, I'm going to recreate it and, and share it to you guys on the Find You Fitness podcast. So be on the lookout for that post, hint, hint. Um, next week or this week. So the post, it was a picture of three bananas. One was underripe, one was ripe, and one was overripe. And beside each banana, there was a list of the benefits of eating the banana when it was at that certain stage. And it really irritated me. I, I truly got irritated at a post about bananas. <laughs> That's that's 2020 for you. I mean, really. And, and in all seriousness, they, they they posted it in good faith. And I actually I did. I learned a thing or two from it. But what was so irritating to me was that someone could very much interpret that in the wrong way. They could look at that post and say, "Well, I can only eat a banana when it's at this stage of ripeness. Anything before or after that, the banana, banana is no good because it's not going to give me as many benefits." Why not just eat the damn banana whenever? It's a healthier option than not eating the banana and replacing it with something shitty like five double-stuffed Oreos. Or there was a time a few weeks ago I was eating some grapes. I love just some red seedless grapes. And, and my buddy goes, you know those aren't actually that good for you, right? <laughs> and it was just, like the, just like the banana post. On the inside, I was fuming. So, okay, maybe he did some research and he found that grapes aren't actually healthy because they have this and that in it and cause this and that to happen, blah, blah, blah. It's a fruit. It has health benefits. And it's a much healthier option than five double-stuffed Oreos. So, and, and one last example of this, and, and I'll be done, I promise. 
This one was actually like several months ago. It, it this one really irritated me for a few days, and I, like I, I literally, I vividly remember this conversation. This time, it was about corn. <laughs> uh, yeah, corn. I was talking about how I get corn on my Chipotle order, and for the record, I still get corn on my Chipotle order. But he he, he kind of went on a tangent about how bad corn is for you, and I shouldn't eat it because of you know this and that and blah blah blah. Again. Is corn a better option for me than five double stuffed Oreos? Like if you're going home and instead of eating that banana or those bowl of grapes, you don't or that corn, you don't because you're convinced that they are bad for you. So, so what do you eat instead? Nothing. Okay. Well, are you in a state where your body needs nutrients? Then that's a mistake. Oh, you ate some crackers instead of those grapes because you didn't want to eat grapes because you heard that they were bad for you. D- do you see where this argument kind of goes south? And while I was prepping for this episode, I decided to do some very easy Googling. Googling. I Googled, is corn bad for you? Just to see what pops up. I tried to, what I've tried to really taken into consideration over the past several weeks, especially when it comes to the podcast or this is kind of a side tangent, but creating not clickbaity titles for the episodes, but I have noticed that when I have a title to an episode that is much more general opposed to something very specific, those podcast episodes get the most uh, listens and it makes sense. And so I try to take myself back into this state of what if like I just I'm back to the beginning and I don't know all of these things. Well, if someone had came up to me and said, you know, started telling me about how corn is is bad for me, you know. I would probably go home and I would probably straight up Google is corn bad for you just to see what just to see what happens. And so that's that's kind of where my head's at been at lately. And I did that. I did that today just to see what pops up. And you know how when you Google something, you have that little section that pops up that says people also ask. And then it has these, you know, a few different questions that people also ask. The questions that it had were, can corn make you gain weight? Is corn bad for your digestive system? What are the negative effects of corn? How healthy is corn? And you, you read the answers to these questions, and they're all pretty much the same. I mean, as far as there are foods out there that are definitely unhealthy for us, yes. Okay, we can definitely agree on that. There's a lot of foods that, uh, like corn, grapes, bananas, eggs, this and that, that like we can find a way to make them bad for us. And what you'll notice... This is really with absolute, this, this extends much further past nutrition and dieting, but everything in moderation is key. Can you eat too much corn and screw up your system? Yeah. Can you eat too many bananas and screw up your system in some way, shape or form? Yeah. Can you exercise too hard and and do too many bicep curls and hurt yourself um, in one way or another? Yes. Can you drink too much water? Yes. Can you shoot whatever dude can you 
eat too many donuts. Yes, it, it, it extends to absolutely everything we have in life that it's important to make sure that we're doing it in moderation. And that's something very important to note with this. And my point is, is like you can find something in, in pretty much every food out there that can signify it being bad for you. And if you're dieting, and I don't like using the word dieting, I prefer that the way I eat is my lifestyle. It's I'm not on a diet. Uh, this is my lifestyle. And I eat this because I eat the way I eat because it makes me a healthier, happier human being. But I'm using the word dieting for simplicity sake or sake, I guess. But if you're dieting, it, it can be pretty damn overwhelming to not get caught up in all of these little nitty gritty details about your nutrition. So there's a really, really funny video I, that, you, I, I've, that you guys all need to go watch on YouTube if you haven't already. So when you get a minute, you can pause this, uh, pause the podcast or if you're at home or however you need to do it. But YouTube, this is why eating healthy is hard. Parentheses, time travel, dietitian. In parentheses, it's a video by Funny or Die, which is just a funny, they're a funny group or whatever they do to post these posts. So basically, the video starts out, and the shot is uh, it says it's in 1979. A man is sitting at the table. He's about to eat his breakfast that his wife wife cooked. It has uh, it's like eggs, bread, and some steak, maybe like some steak and eggs or something like that. And then all of a sudden, and it looks like what is like their laundry room, uh, the lights flash and a man comes out who is coming from the future to tell them that eggs are bad for them. And so they all, the, the husband and wife, they kind of freak out for a second and he starts explaining why eggs are bad for them, basically saying about how the amount of cholesterol in eggs, um, he shouldn't eat them. It's bad for you. And he was like, okay, well, cool. And then the man leaves and goes back into his uh, time traveling area. And then a, minute, a few seconds later, he comes back and he says, wait, we found out that eggs aren't actually bad for you. There's two types of cholesterol and eggs has both of them. So you're good. You can eat eggs. And then he goes back into the, the, the time traveling room, comes back out again and then says, wait, 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 the eggs are okay but the bread's not, you can't have the bread. And he was like, start talking about our paleo times and how bread wasn't an option. And, and that whole sort of a argument or debate, or I guess if that's what you want to call it. And then they come back and forth. And, and it's just funny because the guy's like, okay, well, this is, this is why healthy eating is hard. And it's so easy to get caught up in all of that. And, and this is truly how I feel when you're trying to decipher what is healthy versus what is not healthy. And I mean, really, can't you guys see how easy it is to become overwhelmed by all of this? And just, it could drive you crazy if you're not careful. And I got one last example. And this is, I don't want this to be a, a rant, but it's going to sound like one. I guess it is a rant. I'm not, I, I'm not even sorry. I just, it's something that it's, I've spoken about to a few friends before. And it was a conversation that one of my professors at school had with our class. And she's very into leading a healthy lifestyle with like nutrition. And she's like a yoga instructor. Uh, she's 
she's a very nice person. I, I actually like her and I don't have any less respect for her now, um, opposed to what I'm about to tell you guys. So anyways, she's very anti certain foods and products. One of those being milk. She one day in class, we had a PowerPoint slide and then she got on a tangent about how milk is really, really bad for us. And then she went on to explain why milk is so bad. And in these moments, although I am, my immediate thought was, I disagree with you. I try to put that aside and I try to truly understand where the person is coming from because who knows, maybe there's something that I can learn from this conversation I'm, I'm about to have. Well, after she was finished, you know, this, the same thought popped in my head, just like it did with the bananas and the grapes and the corn from earlier and the eggs, you know, why would you just eliminate something for everyone? And you don't know how a single person in this room functions. For example, if I have a client whom I'm working with them on their nutrition, one of the first huge, huge, huge rules of working with a client on their diet is to not, I repeat, to not take away anything from their diet at first. They already struggle with resisting urges and temptations. Don't add one more thing for them to resist. So that's kind of the route I initially went with her. And when I presented to her this problem, I said this. If my client Susie has a soda addiction and she's drinking five Dr. Peppers a day, but when I was talking with her, she said she also liked milk and that sometimes she'll drink a glass of milk and maybe only drink four Dr. Peppers because she just doesn't find the need to want the, want the Dr. Pepper. Uh, the way I would approach this is that maybe we would have them add a glass of milk into their routine before they drink their first Dr. Pepper for the day. That's truly, that's truly how I would approach the situation. If I had this client and these are, this is the circumstances that were presented. This is how I would approach a situation. Well, her response was that she would actually rather have that client drink the soda than the milk because of how bad the milk was um, for us. So I, I actually immediately lost a little bit of respect for her when she said that. But if she is so into this whole milk thing, that's okay. She, she also got on her high horse about what is called the dirty dozen, which I had never even heard of, completely honest with you guys, uh, when it came to fruits. All of these fruits uh, in the dirty dozen – um, and I did some research at the time, and honestly, I've forgotten it all since then. But basically what it is, is we have this dirty dozen of fruits, and all of these fruits are infested with pesticides and this and that. And they say for these dirty dozen, you need to buy organic instead of, you know, your regular brand. And look, you know, that all may be true of how they were raised and they're infected with, infested with this and that. And And you know what? Maybe she would buy, maybe we should buy organic fruits instead. But I'll tell you guys this. If if I have a client who never, ever, ever, ever eats fruit, and I mean never, do you think I'm going to have them hop on the organic train right away where they have to spend nearly twice as much on some fruit products? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell them honestly, to go to Walmart or Food Lion or uh, whatever your grocery Lowe's, whatever your grocery store is and buy a freaking, you can buy them fresh um, in the produce section or you can buy a bag 
three pound bag of Honeycrisp apples, which I do, and and try to eat one a day. Because if if they already struggle with with consuming, they, they don't consume any at all. Wouldn't we rather have them have some sort of fruit or some sort of vegetable before we worry about it being like organic? That's our they they don't buy organic already, probably because they don't think it's worth it. It's more expensive than the regular stuff, and Oreos taste better than an apple does. And that's that's what frustrates me uh, uh, just to no end. And and I, sw- I swear, guys, I'm almost done with this, and this has definitely turned into more of a rant, but I, I really just want to get my point across, and hopefully I'm doing this. And, and this is the first time I've really been able to assemble my thoughts in one place at one time and do a go about it in what I think is an effective way to talk about the situation. Telling people to not drink milk or eat any of the dirty dozen of fruits because it's bad for us, it, to me, it's plain ignorant. And this goes much further beyond this professor. This goes with the milk, or sorry, with the, the grapes and the bananas and the corn and, and, and the eggs and all the food you can think of. The way I look at that is that when... She said that, first of all, she assumed that she knew everyone's diet and lifestyle in the classroom, which she doesn't. She doesn't. She knows not one thing about anyone's diet and lifestyle and what obstacles they're already having to face. What if someone's having a problem where they're drinking too much soda? Shouldn't they worry about cutting soda out before you just go throw and, and then they enjoy milk in their coffee? Now you're going to freak them out thinking they can't have milk in their coffee. And now they know they need to cut. So like. Dude, that's just not the right way to go about it, in my opinion. I don't think it's the right way to go about it. The way I look at this is if you're trying to cut that kind of cut those things out of a, a diet, is that you're trying to absolutely optimize my diet and lifestyle. And you know what? That part is completely fine with me. But are you optimizing your life in other ways too? And by that, I mean professor or anyone whom doesn't drink milk or eat the dirty dozen of fruits or bananas or grapes or um, corn? Are you also properly exercising each day? Have you also cut out additional junk food that you like? No more alcohol. Uh, And do you drink enough water each day, the appropriate amounts? Um, Are you properly managing your stress levels? You know, the, the list goes on and on and on about our just longevity and our performance and maximizing everything. And is cutting out milk really what people should be focusing on? Or should they be focusing on moving over a bigger rock that's in the way? Like the fact that they don't exercise five times a week or three times a week. Or the fact that they can't walk a mile without getting out of breath. Or the fact that they drink soda at all. Or that they eat McDonald's five times a week. Do you guys kind of picking up? I hope you guys are picking up on what I'm saying here. It goes much, much more beyond that. And that's where I get on my high horse. Do you guys know whose lifestyle or life I would be looking to maximally optimize? Matt Frazier, Tia Toomey, who are the fittest man and woman on earth in the CrossFit space, Tom Brady, LeBron James. And when I say maximally optimize, I mean being able to control every little movement that they do as far as their fitness goes, as far as their stress goes, as far as their their family life goes, their sexual life goes, and every single food and piece of anything they put in their mouth, 
and anything they digest and at what time of the day they're doing it all and managing their sleep levels and, and everything. That's to me that those are the people that I would be worrying about cutting milk out of their diet in situations like that. And this and of course, if milk gives you some sort of issues, you're lactose intolerant or you're having problem, uh, milk doesn't sit well in your stomach. Yeah. You know, those people matter, too. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm not focusing on that aspect of uh, the conversation today. And and with all of that said, I just feel like it can be extremely, extremely overwhelming if you dive too far deep into it. And it, it, it's like I'll use me as a perfect example, guys. I eat four to five eggs every single day. I, every single day, seven days a week, I eat 35 eggs a week. I don't buy my organic free range eggs because frankly, if I did, I'd be broke. And I really, 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 I have a, my, one of my uncles from back home has a farm and he has so many eggs, more eggs than he knows what to do with. And when I'm there, if the situation allows, I go get my eggs from him because first of all, they're going to go to waste because he doesn't sell them. He doesn't need to, he, they're going to go to waste and I would much rather eat those eggs. Sure. Why not? I mean, I know where they're coming from. I'm helping out a family friend or literally family. Um, but I'm not going to spend twice the amount of money on a dozen eggs because they're organic. I straight up, I buy the huge ass cartons of 70 some eggs from Walmart for like seven bucks. And actually last time I bought them there, it was like three fifty for 70 eggs or whatever the case is. If, if you're someone and you feel the need to support the local organic farmers, uh, the small business guys who who let their chickens live freely, not caged up, and they're not using them solely for profiting off of them, uh, then do it. If it makes you feel a little bit better about playing your part of doing well in society, that's awesome. That's the same thing with vegetarians. They don't want to eat meat that a lot of them, the ones I respect the most, they don't want to eat meat because they don't want animals killed. They don't want animals locked up and just being used for food. I appreciate that. And if that's how you feel about your eggs, that's completely fine. I, I appreciate that. I love that. I want that to happen. I know that maybe I'm not choosing the healthiest of eggs to eat every single day. But if I were spending 20 bucks for five dozens of organic eggs opposed to 70 some eggs for a fourth of the price... I'd eventually have to weigh in the stress factor, the stress factor that goes with these financial situations. And if I'm stressed about money because I'm eating these organic eggs and spending more money doing so, wouldn't that sort of like offset the fact that I'm being healthier um, as far as my uh, diet goes? You know, just some things to think about. And, and managing those stress levels, it plays a huge role in our health and fitness goals as well. All right, I'm going to cap it all off right there in hopes that I got my message across to you guys. If if you're someone who is overanalyzing your diet because of different things that you heard on what's good or bad for you, I just ask you to stop. You're going to eventually go crazy. If you go if you look at the 
bananas and you say, I'm not going to eat them because they're bad for me, but you don't know what to replace them with. And instead you're eating those double stuffed Oreos or something that's not even a better option. It's, it's going to drive you crazy and it's not going to help you reach your goals. You're going to be stressed out about it. It's just going to add to the, the list of compelling problems um, or compounding problems that you're, that you're going to have. Instead, just address parts of your nutrition one step at a time. Next week, buy those organic eggs instead of your regular ones if you feel like it. See how that makes you feel. Does it make you feel healthier? Are you feel like you're doing your part for society or does it not change anything? Let that dictate what you do with your nutrition and don't let the idea of people telling you a food is bad for you or that you need to eat a certain way to, to accomplish your goals. Um, because you're at the end of the day, you're going to know what's best for you. That's the point of the podcast. That's a beautiful way to segue into the conclusion of it. Whatever you do, find what works best for you. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise, but always be willing to learn. Don't shut someone out because of the way they think or the way they do their life. You never know what you can learn. So if you guys like this podcast, share it with your friends and family. Uh, leave it a five-star review on iTunes too. That helps the podcast grow. It just gets it out there, seeing more and more reviews um, to more and more people who are maybe just searching for the podcast. So have a wonderful Friday and I will catch you guys next week.